Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. Thank you for tuning in for episode number two of 2024. And as promised last week, we're going to be looking at a topic that I've been asked about several times uh, over the last several years. And uh, I think that's something we just have to have an answer for because there's a lot of confusion about it. And that is about the Nephilim, uh, the giants of the Old Testament, specifically the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, and the controversy that surrounds the Nephilim. So I'm not going to go into extreme depth here. I'm just going to give a bit of an overview and uh, give just the plain truth of what the Bible says. So the uh, theory of the Nephilim is that uh, these giants that we see in verse 4 of chapter 6, and there were giants in the earth in those days, Uh, That's what it says here. And then the last part of the verse, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and and, uh, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Uh, So the theory is is that the fallen angels that God threw out of heaven uh, saw the daughters of men, and they fathered children by them, uh, and that they were these weird uh, demonic uh, human hybrids that were of great size and of also great capability of sin. And you might ask the question, where in the world is that in the Bible? Well, it's not. And where in the world does that theory come from? Well, it comes from a series of books called the Book of Enoch, uh, three books that are ascribed to Enoch, Enoch 1, 2, and 3, and then also the Book of Giants uh, that is attributed to Enoch. So these uh, appeared on the scene. They date around 200, 300 BC. Uh, and most notably, they are—they uh, were known before this, but after the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in Qumran, they were very much ascribed uh, by the Essenes, which were a specific section <coughs> of Judaism. Uh, and uh, they were—they uh, lived in Qumran and were destroyed uh, by the Romans uh, somewhere around uh, the first or second century A.D. So they had these books, and these books were known before that. Uh, but they are not considered a canon of Scripture. They are considered apocryphal. That means an addition to Scripture. Uh, there are a lot of contradictions in them. They're not Scripture at all. However, that is where the accounting of the Nephilim it takes place in those books. So right off the bat, the theory for the Nephilim is not even found in the Scripture. Uh, they try and take what's written in the book of Enoch in those books, in the book of Giants, and apply that to this verse. Uh, instead, let's take those presuppositions out. You know, a lot of science fiction and a lot of things are done today uh, in regards to this. However, is this really something, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised by the number of people that believe this, that believe this to be true. Uh, but what does the Bible say? So uh, we see in verse 2 of uh, chapter 6, well, let's look at chapter 6, verse 1. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. Okay, now, uh, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were, the, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all that they, which they chose. 
And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. So at this point, we see that there were two lines. There was Cain's line, that remember Cain killed his brother. He was cursed of God, but he still, uh, he went on to have daughters and sons and uh, descendants. And then we see the God of the land of Seth, who was born after uh, Abel was killed. Uh, and uh, with him, we see in chapter 5 and the last part of chapter 4, chapter 4, verse number 26, and to Seth to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos, not Enoch, but Enos. Then then began man to call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, so they followed after, after the Lord God and called upon him and followed in that godly line. So we see that uh, the description given context here, uh, there's the genealogy of Seth given down through uh, chapter 5, and Noah is in the line of Seth. Enoch is in the line of Seth. Methuselah is in the line of Seth. So, uh, and now we see that, of course, there was only two lines of people. There was Cain's line, and then there was uh, Seth's line that is described here. Also, we see that Noah or uh, Adam had sons and daughters, other sons and daughters, but these two lines specifically are being mentioned in these chapters. Then we see that uh, the ones that followed, the sons of God, those that followed after the Lord, uh, began to marry in with the ungodly inhabitants there. Uh, and wickedness began to uh, increase in the earth. See verse 5. So that's the setting for verse 4. Now, I want to pay close attention. Please have your Bible out when you see this. Because we can de- destroy the theory of the Nephilim in a few short, swift uh, swipes here that the Bible itself provides, okay? So the first being this. Let's look at the grammatical problems there are. There were giants in the earth in those days. Semicolon. So if you know what a semicolon is, it is to delineate a separate thought. So that that was a phrase, then a semicolon. Then it says here, here's another problem, and also after that. So we're talking about the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. Okay, so if that's the case, uh, then why are they, the giants were already there. Then after that, supposedly these fallen angels uh, procreate with these human women. But it says right here, but after, let's, say, let's read again, there were giants in the earth, and in those days, in those days, semicolon, separate thought, and also after that, the daughters of men, uh, after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became Mighty men which were of old, men of renown. If you look at that, it simply means they were famous men. They had great achievements. They were leaders. That's all that means. Now, the word giant is word Nephel, which is where Nephilim comes from. It's used also in the book of uh, Deuteronomy when they looked at the giants of the land of Canaan, the sons of Anak. Now, so that's, that, there's a simple grammatical uh, problem here. So that right there, uh, you can just destroy the entire theory on that right there. Just that alone. That at, there, there's an order issue, and then there's a semicolon, which is a different thought. There's that issue. The second is simple logical. Uh, meaning of words is important, okay? Um, also, there's another illogical problem. So if the Nephilim are the same ones, the sons of Anak and all of that, well, there's a problem with that. Because in the flood, when we go on to uh, later chapters, and we see uh, chapter number... Uh, chapter number 8, uh, and we see that verse number 23 of chapter 8. 
And it says here, And every living substance was destroyed, which is upon the face of the earth. Of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. So the obviously the Nephilim didn't go with them in the ark. They died in the flood. So that's the logical fallacy number two. Uh, is that they died in the flood. So how did the sons of Anak come about then, later on? Uh, well, this is simply logical that it is within the human genome uh, for uh, variations in the genetics uh, and uh, variation in the genetics where you have people of great size. You also have people that are of uh, small stature because of genetic defects. So it would it make sense that there was giants that had six fingers and six Toes, that's not a normal thing. That's a genetic defect uh, that perhaps they separate off into families and they separate their part of the gene pool and they married each other uh, because of their ostracized from society as freaks. Uh, absolutely. That could be a very real possibility because that's what happens when there are genetic anomalies like that. So logically, just logically speaking, um, that's what that means. But also just the biblical uh, problems. Uh, we see in... Uh, these things, we see uh, the problems with verse 5, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And uh, then we see that in verses 21, And all the flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast, of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man. So everyone that was in the ark, Noah, his three sons, and his wife and their wives were the only human beings that survived the flood. Therefore, the Nephilim, if they were supposed to be around the sons of Anak and uh, were supposedly of this particular persuasion of uh, being demon-man hybrids, they died in the flood, so why would it have continued? So there's uh, some logical problems there. There's some biblical problems there. Just take God's word for it, uh, that the, the men and women, the men, the godly line, married the daughters of men, who are the, the line of Cain. And that's a simple explanation for it. Why do we need to have these wild science fiction explanations for things? Especially, we're getting all the information from an apocryphal book from, uh, by many, considered the Essenes a type of cult. So, uh, I don't think we as Christians and God's people ought to be taking any heed to those thoughts there. All right. Well, I hope this was informative for you. I encourage you to dig into it for yourself. I researched all of this. Uh, you can find it very easily online, a lot of this information. Uh, mostly just look at the Word of God. Take it for what it says. All right. Thank you for tuning in this week. Look forward to next week, and I'll see you next time.